Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. I am your hostess, Audrey Kerger, and my guest today is Professor Zeev Bentwich, who is a physician, clinical immunologist, and world-renowned expert on AIDS research with vast clinical, educational, and biomedical research experience. He was the first physician to deal with AIDS in Israel since 1982 and founded the first and largest AIDS center in the country. Professor Bentwich is Professor Emeritus of Medicine of the Hebrew University Hassad Medical School and currently Professor of Microbiology, Immunology, and Genetics and head of the Center for Emerging Tropical Disease and AIDS at the Ben Uren University. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Bentwich. Thank you very much. I'm glad to join. So let's start off. I know that I've already given you an introduction, but can you tell us who you are and where you've studied and how you have come to be where you are currently? So I was born in Israel, uh, grew up there, had my uh, uh, basic uh, uh, school, high school, university, medical school in Israel. At that time, there was only one medical school. Uh, I uh, was trained at Hadassah uh, Medical Center and then had uh, the the, uh, privilege, opportunity to be trained in immunology both at the Weizmann Institute at the Hebrew University and then abroad at the Rockefeller University, then spent some time in UCLA and Harvard. And so was exposed to, uh, let's say, immunology basic immunology and clinical immunology, in addition to being trained as a a, a physician in medicine uh, uh, in Israel before that. I think that uh, that kind of uh, background made me uh, really fit or ready to address uh, the challenge of AIDS when when it came. And it came in 1982. At that time, I was, was already um, well-based in medicine and clinical immunology. And so since it was uh, a challenge primarily of uh, immune deficiency with all that it brought with it, so I, I felt that that was, in a way, the challenge of my life. So uh, not only was it an unknown in terms of the science or the medicine, but it came with a whole spectrum of other aspects, uh, social, human rights, uh, gay issues and IV drug issues and so it was uh, and and felt and I should say very much an issue of uh, health education and education of the the various circles that uh, that had were in touch with with uh, those patients the public the medical community 
the political arena. So all these together were very, very much at the heart of, uh, of, of the epidemic when it started. Wow. So you have a lot of history in working with this. When you began researching HIV and AIDS, what were your initial thoughts and how the virus could be controlled or treated? First of all, when I started, it wasn't clear that it was the virus or the virus was not isolated and identified. But, um, but I would say that right from the beginning, probably because I, I am and was an immunologist, so immunologists look at the host, namely the, the patient for that matter, uh, as a very important determinant in the way that it copes or, or uh, uh, handles an infectious disease or for that, for in this specific instance, the virus. And so I was always interested in the background of uh, the immune system of the host when it first met the virus. And in a way, this is a sort of a continuous theme that I addressed. And I think I was very much among the, I would call it a, a few at, at the beginning, but then of course it became a sort of mainstream that saw the uh, immune system and, and more specifically the, the activation of the immune system as a major factor in the whole uh, explanation, or if you like the word pathogenesis, or the way the disease develops, that it is not just the virus. The virus is, of course, essential. Without the virus, the disease will not develop, but the virus causes the immune activation, and the immune activation then becomes the major uh, player in the development of the disease. Wow, that is a lot. But it sounds like through this study, you have learned a lot. We would love to know how you became intertwined with cannabis in your career. Yes, of course. Uh, that, that is, of course, the main theme of our interview. Um, I came to uh, San Francisco. There was a conference in the... Um, end of the 80s um, uh, and and at that time um, I no I'm sorry it was at the beginning of the of the 90s and then I became uh, aware through uh, my good friend uh, dr. Don Abrams that was uh, uh, well known among uh, the 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 AIDS patients, HIV-AIDS patients in San Francisco, he was and is uh, uh, gay in, uh, by, by himself, and uh, a an hemato-oncologist, and he uh, familiarized or, or, or introduced me to uh, the cumulative evidence, so to speak, of the very significant help uh, that 
um, uh, smoking marijuana gave to patients, especially those with nausea and loss of weight. And so he, he, he in a way, was witnessing the, the, the importance of uh, cannabis in helping those patients. And it was so much so that I, uh, uh, when going back to Israel, advised my patients uh, to, to, uh, to, to start using uh, cannabis, uh, though it was very much illegal at that time, uh, and, and uh, there was no, no uh, 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 official um, allowance for, for, for patients, even patients with HIV AIDS, to use uh, marijuana or cannabis. Well, I clearly remember reading so many things about the war on drugs truly starting in the 70s, so only being a decade in to that you know, whole administration really attacking cannabis, I think that it was very hard for a lot of patients at that time to be able to use this as medicine. And thank goodness for people like you and the thousands of others that have been putting their time and effort and energy and showing how medicinally beneficial this plant is. Now, we do need to take a short break, but when we come back, we will continue our discussion with Dr. Tis Bentwich. More when High Unhealthy returns in a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. 
Welcome back to High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is author of over 270 peer-reviewed scientific publications. Between 2002 and 2009, Dr. Bentwich was chief scientist of Rosetta Genomics, Inc., and since 2012, he is the scientific director of Ian Giddy Dead Sea Arava, Dead sea Arava Science Center, where he is deeply involved in the studies of medicinal plants and the skin microbiome. We were just chatting about how cannabis had become a part of his studies. And Dr. Bentwich, can you tell us why cannabis works so wonderfully for the human and pretty much all mammals? Well, that is, a, as you term, I guess, a $60,000 question because we are still... Um, far from uh, knowing uh, all the, the, the reasons or the mechanisms that make uh, cannabis uh, effective in, 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 in many, many uh, health or disease situations. We know uh, that um, it contains a whole family of uh, molecules that are uh, termed cannabinoids after the name originating from the the, 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 the word cannabis. And so these are uh, uh, materials or substances that are produced by, uh, by our body as well. And, uh, and, and the mechanisms that uh, they affect various aspects of uh, the physiology and and therefore of pathologic situation is not well is not sufficiently understood aside from saying that we know of receptors that are in especially in the nervous system we know of effects on the immune system we know of uh, effects on other systems such as bone metabolism and probably uh, uh, other uh, systems as well, metabolic effect, effect on bacteria. So there is a whole gamut or there is a whole uh, spectrum of uh, systems or, or uh, uh, targets that the, 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 the elements that constitute uh, this plant have effect on, but there is a quite a big distance between what we know and what we should know. So, in other words, there is a, a real uh, a lot of uh, uh, ground to cover before we understand better the way and and the extent to which uh, these. Uh, substances reach? Well, I hope that as we continue to research and study this plant, that it is more accepted so that we can further the research across the world. Um, now, I know you were t mentioning some of the compounds that are found on this plant called cannabinoids. There are two very popular cannabinoids that are being spoken about across America for sure, and I'm sure across the world, called THC and CBD. And I was hoping that you could explain to our listeners that what is different about THC and CBD and how they affect the human 
human mind-body? So, of course, that's a very good and central question when one discusses cannabis and its activities. So, THC, it's worth mentioning, was first isolated or or, uh, uh, discovered by what I would call the biggest or the earliest pioneer of uh, cannabis research, an Israeli professor of uh, pharmacology called uh, Raphael Meshulam, Professor Meshulam of the Hebrew University, who discovered this substance in the cannabis plant uh, in the 60s. However, beyond that, uh, by now, which is 50 years, 50 plus years since this discovery, um, these are sort of the main uh, molecules that are being uh, addressed in everything that we de- with, with that we are doing with uh, cannabis. But I should say, I would say uh, two two major statements. I think that it's very clear. The first statement is that THC is the psychotropic, in other words, the substance that affects the central nervous system mostly with, also with psychological effect. And the CBD is the, if you like, the counterpart or the molecule that uh, affects minimally, if at all, the nervous system in the sense of a psychotropic or psychological effect. And it is thought that uh, the CBD is primarily Uh, affecting the immune system. Having said that, it is also very clear that that what we observe in terms of uh, the effects on uh, humans, um, but also on animals, to be uh, exact, uh, it is not only these two substances that can account for the various effects of cannabis or of marijuana that I mentioned earlier. It is very clear that the combination of additional components of the, of the plant are, are uh, 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 having important effects. And it is also clear that uh, in some situations, the combination of the other materials is superior to, let's say, the purified CBD, for instance, because that is a very central element in the scene in America this time, that CBD is continuous, uh, considered uh, um, uh, kosher. In other words, it's it's accepted because it doesn't have a, a psychotropic effect, and so one can sell it over the counter in various combinations or in various delivery systems. But it is also very clear, as I I want to emphasize, that CBD is not the ultimate uh, wonder drug that is sometimes presented as such, and that we still uh, have observed very often and repeatedly that other components beside the CBD and THC have their effects. Well, I have to say thank you so much because I am a true believer that 
you know, even looking at something like an orange for say, taking the vitamin C out of it is wonderful, but having an orange that was ripened on the tree is much more effective to giving your body the nutrients that it needs to stay healthy. So I really appreciate that you explained to our listeners that it's not just THC or CBD, that it's a combination of these two cannabinoids, as well as the whole plant and everything that is included in it, that really is the miracle worker here. Um, And pulling things out and saying this one thing is going to do everything is not really this true statement. It's that the plant itself in working in harmony with its own molecules is really what is the help. So to go past that, within your studies of cannabis and HIV AIDS, what have you seen as a result of using this miraculous plant? Well, I... I, uh, uh, if to answer directly that question, I, I, I would emphasize that in all my experience, cumulative experience, with, use, with the usage of cannabis in HIV AIDS patients, there was no doubt that, 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 uh, that, that the plant extract, that smoking the, the, the marijuana, whatever, uh, was helping and being of great benefit to the patients, not by overcoming or curing HIV-AIDS infection, by no means, but it was very helpful for the symptomatology and, and mostly for the symptoms that I mentioned, namely nausea and, and, and weight loss, as well as making the patient more calm, uh, overcoming, overcoming sleeplessness, uh, and, and, in, and, and improving the well-being, even in the face of a very, the ve- very advanced stage of the disease. So I, I, I want again to emphasize that I do not, and I have not seen an antiviral effect or a, a, or a cure by using cannabis. It was very effective in helping the patients overcome the, 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 the symptoms or those part of the illness which they suffered from. Well, I am glad that it has helped end some of the suffering of the symptoms for many of your patients. And with that, we do need to take a short break. But when we come back, we will continue our discussion with Dr. Bentwich, Scientific Director of Dead Sea and Arava Science Center in Israel. More when High Unhealthy returns in a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Dead Sea Arava Science Center Scientific Director, Dr. Bentwich. He is deeply involved in studies of medicinal plants, and the skin microbiome. Since 2015, he is also chief scientist of Tikkun Olam Limited, the largest medical cannabis company in Israel, where he leads several clinical trials of cannabis. Now, we were just discussing what HIV patients have reported when using cannabis as a part of their health regimen. And I'd like to ask, is there a healthy individual with no health complications? Why would they want to incorporate cannabis into their lives? Well, I don't think I, I am telling you something that you don't know in the sense that uh, cannabis, uh, smoking marijuana, make people feel well, make them sleep better. So these are the, the and, and probably having a better sex, uh, these elements, I don't, uh, I don't think that as a doctor, I, I'm any, I have any advantage over everybody or, or, or shall we say the social use of cannabis, which has become very, very widespread. And um, I would even say that it is less of, of a, of a medical attribute, so so much as health-wise, better well-being, better feeling. Though I though I have to to say, and in this I'm saying as a physician, I think that the, the I, I have no problem with the, with the, the legalization of cannabis on a very on, on like what happens, let's say, in Holland, or like what happens in Colorado and other states which have legalized it. I do have to say that uh, overuse of cannabis, like any overuse of elements that we are familiar with, such as alcohol, um, 
are, are, are negative in their uh, final impact. So it is all very well as another social, uh, let's say, attribute or social usage. Uh, but one has to remember that that's not a wonder drug, that it is still a, a, an issue of overuse. And last but not least, there is, though it is not addictive in the sense that uh, heroin or, or cocaine or these drugs are, but there is a small proportion of people that uh, become at least socially addicts, which is, of course, not a very positive element in this story. Well, I hear that. I'd like to take it maybe a step further than maybe the smoking of marijuana. How do you feel about supplementation with maybe something like hemp oil where there's THC, there's higher CBD, so there's no intoxication or psychoactivity, as you've mentioned earlier, but having it as a health supplement to, you know, feed your what is known as your endocannabinoid system. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think that uh, if you ask me in terms of the future, the future would be um, uh, uh, presentations of delivery systems which would take better advantage of the original plant, namely uh, the cannabis, and would uh, present them or would deliver them uh, in a way that is uh, acceptable and not necessarily remain dependent on the hemp. You have to remember that the hemp uh, is a poor relative of uh, the cannabis, and so it cannot uh, supply uh, the many ingredients that are in cannabis. And on the other hand, as you say, and as is, as is well known, um, uh, one wants to have a less let's say, of THC or less stronger psychological, psychotropic effect. And I think it would, it would arrive there in the next decade or the next few years when, when uh, products uh, derived from the plant that would be Im improving on, if on, on, let's say, on positive and acceptable effects would be there in the market. I would even say that uh, we, we are still away or we are still not there in terms of the medicine or in terms of the medical profession from uh, advertising or from uh, uh, advising people to take uh, uh, cannabis on a regular basis. I think it is mostly based on social elements and not on medical grounds. But I do see the future as uh, clarifying better what would be advisable, what would be helpful, and what would be less so. But we need to uh, get more experience and get better distinctive elements in the various products that would be available. Well, I appreciate your take on that. It was very informative. 
I'd like to ask, because we are getting close to uh, being out of time, what are your biggest frustrations that you have with how cannabis is being handled around the world? I, I, I wouldn't say it's frustration. I think it's realization. I think what, what has happened is that there is a big discrepancy or there is a, even, I would call it a black hole in terms of our knowledge, well, evidence, in other words, evidence-based type of information that would tell us what cannabis is good for, what it is not so good for. It certainly has to have limitations like everything else in life. I don't think it is a wonder uh, drug, but on the other hand, I would like to see it used in many more situations, provided that we get sufficient evidence about it. So if you ask me what do I wish to see, I wish to see the next 10 years or the next five years that several clinical trials will be in place to show us and to teach us what it is good for, where it should be used, and m maybe also where we don't have to expect any uh, clear, significant results from. So if that is, I would say, the most important part of my message, if you like, uh, to the future. Well, I love that message, and I'm going to stand in support of that. And here's to hoping that as the years go by, we have more clinical trials that are truly based on science, and we can document those so that everyone across the world can learn from them. Now, my last question for you is, are you getting ready to be at any upcoming events how can our listeners stay up to date with what you're doing, your studies, and if someone may happen to be listening from Israel, how can they work with you? Well, I, I am currently, as you mentioned, I'm the chief scientist of uh, Tikkun Olam. Tikkun Olam has a website, uh, www.tikkunolam, or, or Google Tikkun Olam. There is also a, 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 a sister company in the United States, which is called Tikkun Olam as well. And in addition, I am very much involved or trying to develop research uh, into cannabis and cannabis delivery, uh, as well as being involved in, in a number of clinical trials. I guess uh, I would be presenting or, or, or uh, putting out publications, scientific publications, clinical publications, which would uh, tell people of the results of some of these studies. So nowadays the world is open. Uh, Google is open to everybody. PubMed is open, etc. And so I think one can reach uh, me or, or any, any information that I may be giving out uh, very easily. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. We do have to wrap it up for today. To continue this discussion, visit a6wellness.com. Download episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the show on social media by searching A6 Wellness. 
We cannot forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest today, Dr. Tis Benchwich, Tikkun Olam head researcher. It was wonderful chatting with you and learning so much today. Lastly, thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then, awaken, adjust, aspire, affirm, action, A6 Wellness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.